Robots vs. Dinosaurs is a proud member of the Apocalypse Podcast Network. The following podcast is brought to you by Robots vs. Dinosaurs. Disclaimer, this podcast is about to spoil several movies from 6 to 20 years old. Lou, read off the list. Today, Robots vs. Dinosaurs will be spoiling for you, the listener. Seinfeld, Veep, WandaVision, Black Panther, Dora the Explorer, Men in Black, The Incredible Hulk, Captain America, The First Avenger, Captain America, Civil War, Avengers, Infinity War, Avengers, Endgame, Parks and Rec, Beast Wars, The Simpsons, and I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. Hello and welcome to Robots vs. Dinosaurs, the podcast where we watch a movie or a TV show every week and then try to determine which one is cooler. Robots, dinosaurs, or Elaine Bettis? Oh, I can tell you who won that. <laughs> I'm your host, Luigi, and with me as always is my co-host, a new co-host every week unless I am covering the show Two Guys with a Mutual Friend. Ryan Lawler. Ryan T. Lawler. Sorry. Ryan yeah. T. Lawler. Welcome, Ryan. Ah, uh, welcome, Lou. It's great to be back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, Ryan, why don't you tell the listeners what episode of Two Guys with a Mutual Friend we are going to be talking about today? Oh, we're looking at episode five, Simply Truth. Great title. Right. Truth. Not the truth. Not no. anything else. Just truth. Yeah. Just straight to the point. This episode was directed by Kari Skogland and written by Dallin Musan. I might be mispronouncing that name, but I think that's the first time we've seen this writer come up um, in the writing credits. Uh, stars, Danny Ramirez, who we've seen a few times, but he showed up in this episode as Torres again. And yep. We haven't seen Torres for a little while, so I thought it might be worth it to mention him. Uh, definitely candidate for possible shadow, uh, shadow broker. No power broker. Definitely possible <laughs> candidate for the power broker. Right, right, right. Um, this episode also stars Julia Louis Dreyfus, oh. AKA Elaine, AKA Veep, Total AKA surprise. probably the power broker. And <laughs> it also stars Carl Lumbly, who plays Isaiah, Isaiah Bradley, the, mm-hmm. uh, the side, second or third, uh, not Captain America, but like second or third, what would we say, successful super soldier serum um, test subject? Yeah, I, I think, I guess it all depends on when was, we don't really know when Bucky was given it exactly, because he had been the yeah. second. So I don't know, but yeah, second or third, he's, he's, he's an old school super soldier. You yeah, know. yeah, and, so, he's, and he's much more than that. I don't mean to reduce him down to just that identity. There's, no, uh, yeah, there, we get a lot more information about Isaiah this episode, so we're definitely going to get into that stuff. So yeah. I wanted to mention Carl Lumbly as well. Um, not a candidate for the power broker. I mean, possibly, no, no. but <laughs> many candidates. He may be not. He may be the least. Um, all right, so Ryan, I uh, just want to talk about the opening sequence a little bit, and then um, and then we'll get into the whole episode. And I do also want to see if you have any takes on who you might think the power broker is at this point. Yeah, I mean, we'll yeah, we'll get into that. It, <laughs> I keep like, I don't know, is it ah that was ah, it's it's one of those things <laughs> where it's like it's always changing. Like, no, maybe not, but. Well, we'll, we'll talk about all, all of our theories on that, and then we'll do Lou's big three questions about the episode. So uh, this episode starts right where it left off last time. So we ended on that image of John Walker with the bloody shield after he's just bashed somebody over the face with it. 
Um, yeah. Now he he is running with it, and he's having some flashbacks of Lamar telling him things like that suit comes with expectations. Yep. And he's kind of he's kind of mumbling to himself and yelling like, "I should have listened." He tried to tell me, or uh, just why Total didn't they regret. listen to me? Yeah. A lot of regret, but a yeah. also a lot of he's trying to turn that regret into blame. He's trying to look for somebody else to blame for yeah. what he just did. And Absolutely. Sam and Bucky show up, and he tries yeah. to blame them. I love. I just want to point out too. I love how he yeah. snaps out of it like so quick. He goes, he like goes through this depression. Then he's like, all right, back to work. You know, we got a job to do. And it's like, you know, block it out and move on, which was, it's kind of, that's kind of sociopathic. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting that you say that yeah. it is, it is sociopathic yeah. without a doubt. Uh, I, I would also say it's, it's kind of like a thing that, that, um, that explains why he's a good soldier because he's, he's focused Mm -hmm. on, I have an objective. I'm on a mission. Uh, I, you know, obviously something happened, the circumstances of which are are of course muddy, but like at this point I have an, uh, I still have to complete this objective or I still have an obstacle in front of me. I can't just like fall apart. I can't stop and give up or whatever. I have to keep moving forward. Yeah. So no, yeah, it's like I agree. Definitely sociopathic, but like that's also I guess what makes him great at, at his job, you know, because he can yeah. just put the blinders on, go forward with the mission, and the repercussions, you know, are secondary. So yeah, yeah. And, and we can have a whole conversation about like what kind, <laughs> what uh, military training does to <laughs> the mental, the long term mental health. I'm sure you can go deep into it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but we yeah we we kind of we kind of I kind of stepped on that soapbox last time, but but I, again I do appreciate that like. This this actor is phenomenal. Yeah. He's doing a lot of really subtle things that like show you John Walker's mental state. Uh, that time to go to work line when Sam and Bucky show up. That's so that that's that's gonna be like this guy. If if it's not already from the comic books, that's gonna be this guy's like catchphrase. His yeah. like, I could do this all day, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yep, I agree. I got a job to do, put everything else aside. Let's go. Friends die, doesn't make a difference. You know, it's crazy, um, but, you know, I mean, at the same time, it makes him good at what he does. And I think yeah. we see that later on when he actually is strong and he puts up a hell of a fight. He's no, he's no, uh, you know, pushover. <laughs> yeah. During, during this fight, he's yelling at Sam and Bucky and he's saying like, um, I killed him because I had to. Yeah. And they're, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to uh, reason back with him. Like he didn't even kill Lamar. That wasn't even the person that killed him, yep. uh, killed him. And he, he yells, I forget. I, I don't know if he's saying this to Sam or Bucky, but like, he's yelling at one of them. Why are you making me do this? Like this is textbook, oh, yeah. sociopathic, narcissistic behavior. Yep. You know, absolutely. It totally is. That's right after. Yeah, no, it's when he's 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 put I think he's threw him into the forklift or something. Yeah. 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 I was worried for Sam in this fight because we he just we just saw somebody that doesn't have superpowers get killed by like one punch oh, yeah. from a super soldier. And this guy is unhinged and he has the vibranium shield. Sam holds his own like yeah. seems to be out for blood so yeah I'm, I'm really worried for sam but yeah he holds his own he does, he does lose his and wings thank but. <laughs> god bucky jumped in there and saved him because he was almost about to do the same thing he did to nico there like dude he loves just mm, with the shield just man and you mm-hmm. know 
Uh, it's his finisher. It's his fatality. <laughs> if he was a Mortal Kombat <laughs> yeah, character. Exactly. <laughs> John Walker. It wins. is. But I just feel he seems like he was pretty strong, like comparative to, to the, I mean, Bucky's super soldier. Andy's got, you know, Andy's got the robot mm-hmm. arm, the Wakandan arm, you know? And like, you know, he was thrown, like they got thrown around like, a, like quite a bit. Like he threw Bucky around and, you know, I, I don't know if that new serum is like a little better or something. You know, he did say he improved it. You don't have to like get them, you know, you're, you don't get the physical change. True. I don't know if it's something that's actually going to be addressed in the show, but that's, he fucking kicked ass and just shows that with those fighting skills and his training with the super strength, he's really actually a force to be reckoned with, which is, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a hell of a battle for That's for a good him. point that it doesn't like bulk him up. Like it did, excuse me, like it did with uh, Steve Rogers. Um, yeah. Like, because we see Kari, we see everybody else yeah, that me, took the serum yeah. and they're assuming, I'm assuming the same size that they were before. Nagel mentioned that when, uh, when they went to the, yeah, he said, you know, I've, I improved it and made it, you know, so you don't need the big machine and you just shoot it up and you're super sold, right? So that, so that could definitely make John Walker stronger. Um, th- there also could be the factor that like Bucky is, Bucky is older. Bucky is much older than, yeah. than John Walker. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's been, you know, he's, he's been juiced up since what, the forties? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's like circulatory so system though- has has diluted yeah. the serum a little bit or something. I don't know. Even though they age slower. Right. Here's another thing. Why does Isaiah get old? What do you mean? Why does he get old? Like he's like older, isn't he? He aged older, but Oh, but Bucky was frozen. Right. right. Yeah. 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 So good question. <laughs> when, when did Hydra thaw Bucky out? Like what decade? Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm kind of shady on the whole when Bucky. I know he fell off the train. He was captured by Hydra, but I don't know the exact timeline of like when they. I'm a little shady on the Winter Soldier and, and the Captain America stuff. But I did watch some of them, but I'm a little caught up. But I'm a little shady on when he falls off the train. When they caught him. When he was frozen. When was he shot up with the serum? Because he mentions that he f- like fought for ninety years. Yeah. You know, I've spent the last 90 years fighting, but weren't you frozen for a lot of them? I'm looking up a... Am I missing something? Quick timeline <laughs> of Bucky's life. I'm worried that, like, some, yeah, of, this, that, some of this is, that. like, comics stuff, but... Yeah. So, we, some facts that we know are, are that he killed uh, Tony Stark's parents in the 90s. Yes. So... That was the 90s, all right. And so Steve Rogers so, wasn't thawed until, what, 2014, 2013 or something like that? Yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm also, I'm just kind of assuming. Did, did, like, did he fall from the, you know, in, in first Captain America, he falls from the train and, and then we think he's dead. Right. Do, so Hydra catches him. Excuse me. Now, I want to know, was he, he was he, I may have missed something. So if you know the answer, let me know. But was he frozen first and then thought out, then give him superpowers? Or was it like, was he given the superpower serum frozen, woken up? You know, I just don't know the exact timeline. Yeah, that, that's a good question. And then when, and then, yeah. And then the, uh, the code words, is did Zemo add that later? Mm. Or was mm. that already something built in that he put, that he just acquired and used those code words? 
Man, I got to watch, watch those movies again. War. It's been it's <laughs> really been a while since I've seen <laughs> Captain America the First <laughs> Avenger, but it, but the way the sequence of events I remember was Bucky was captured and then yeah. uh Steve went to go rescue him and like when he rescued him, he had already been tampered with by Hydra in some way. And he right, didn't really he know went, how, yeah, it, like the- what it was, but that like, cause I, cause I feel like that's the only explanation for how he survived that fall from the train is that he already yeah. had the serum injected in him. But I think even though he had the super serum, yeah, like the yeah. fall still took his arm. I think that's my, yeah. that's my sort of recollection of the events. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. There's a lot of there. There's a lot of back and forth during the fight of like Sam has the shield for a while, Bucky has the shield for a bit, and it's they, they really play with your audience expectations of like, well, who's yes. going to end up with the shield? One of the three of them, but which one? And the question is kind of answered at the end because Bucky mm-hmm. picks it up and Sam is is on the ground and he drops the yeah, shield next I to Sam. Cool. And I think at that point, that's the last time Bucky Barnes is even considering yeah. himself uh, to be the one to keep the shield or be the next cap. Like, I don't you think, think he, you got the impression I, that that's what he was thinking. You thought, I, I think if the thought ever crossed his mind, this is the last time. And like, this was the last thing that convinced him. I don't want to do this. I don't yeah. want to be this person. Um, right. I don't want to be cap. I, I just no, want to be cap's best friend who like supported yeah. him. I just want to be, I didn't be, think of them you know, thinking of it of himself i thought of it like he got the shield and he's like staring at sam like throwing it at him like don't fuck this up this time (laughs) i think that's in there too i think there's definitely a layer of that too but then like to to acquire the shield and don't let anybody get it again that's kind of what i got from that but but i like that you add yeah yeah we get well we get that great conversation between the two of them later on though when when he's saying that you know he couldn't have possibly not possibly, but he didn't, he and Steve didn't think of how that would affect. Um, he says, I don't think either of us really understood what it was like for a black man yes. to be handed yeah. the shield, but yeah, it's yeah. Uh, but, but Sam does end up with it and Torres shows up and he kind of gives him the debrief and to, he just tells Torres, keep the wings. I don't want the wings anymore. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Which is, you know, I think clearly setting up the fact that he now needs a new suit. And that's, of course, what we're going to see in the suitcase later. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you think it's Which, also setting up Torres to be like a new Falcon or something? Yeah. And I, I do think that's a, maybe not setting it up, but at least laying the groundwork for something like that to occur later. Okay. You know, maybe they don't have direct plans, but to bring him in later as the new Falcon, yes. Yeah, like if that if that actor has a good enough agent. And I think I looked it up, and he actually was Falcon in the comic books for a period. So there it's it very, is. Okay. <laughs> very likely that that is going to happen. <laughs> What's his full his full name? I think is Joaquin Torres, right? Yeah, that's his name in the show. Yep. Okay. Well, I guess we'll we'll just keep our ears open for Joaquin Torres in the next phase of Marvel stuff. Uh, I thought it that's was so cool. cool how. I thought I just wanted to add I'm mm. in the fight. I thought it was so cool how they literally had to like both of them, like he had the shield on, they had to like snap his arm to get that thing off. <laughs> like, yep. like, and that whale he lets out, like, <laughs> 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 it was I mean, that was, if, uh, if, oh God, something, if there's enough force to break a super soldier's arm, that's gotta hurt. Yeah. 
And I feel there were so many callbacks to previous fights in this mm. too. You got okay. the scene with the smashing of the shield, like on Tony, which he also like did when murdering the guy, the part where the shield goes boom, 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 and like falls down. And then Sam sees it runs for it. And then the winter soldier comes and crashes him just like Thanos tackled, you know, Tony as he was going for the, for the, the gauntlet. Hmm. There's other ones too. I'll think of as we go, but those for a few in this site uh, fight scene that I just thought were they're like callbacks to like previous fights and stuff, which I thought was cool. I had a question for you about the shield itself and like the history of the sure. shield itself. So the first one was built by uh, by Tony Stark's dad, right? Howard Stark. Howard I Stark. Yeah. Yep. And he had that one. He was, I think he was frozen with it. Correct. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, because he, he had it, he was, he like crashed in a plane into the ice and yeah. So it was, it wasn't like a, yeah, I think he had it with him. Yeah. At some point he, he gives it back to Tony, right. During, at the end of, I think civil war, Civil War, he just drops it it next to Tony and he's like, here, you can have it. Cause Tony tells him like, you don't deserve to have, you don't deserve this. Um, so then Tony has it, and then we see an end game. He, like, drives up in his fancy car, and he, and he gives it back to him, right? That one gets destroyed, though. By Thanos, right? That's, so that was going to yes. be my question. That's, that shield gets, like, almost sliced in yes. half by Thanos. And, and then look, this, the shield then, at some point in the, in, during his life, he acquires a new shield, which they have not explained. Right. Like, when he goes back in time, he gets another shield somehow, but they haven't explained it. Oh, yeah, maybe he got it, pulled it out of the timeline. That that could work, or, or well, it could be that Wakanda made him a new one. It's actually a little different. Mm. If you compare the two shields, they're a little different. There's, How like, so? little slit marks. There's little, like, um, there's, like, little, like, slit marks along, along the edge of the, you know, the edging along the colors, and mm. I believe there's, like, little lines in the middle on the shield. If you compare it to the old shield, it is slightly different, which... Good observation. Which a lot of people have you know, pointed out it's not the same. It's, it's definitely a diff- slightly different design. Do you prefer the, – the round shield is obviously very cool. It can be used as a, as a dangerous Frisbee. Um, do, you, <laughs> do you prefer that? Which I want to mention, which I want to talk about later. <laughs> Throwing that thing around. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> like, a, like a dad and son playing, playing, uh, playing catch in the backyard. Yeah. Um, the do you prefer the round the classic shield the round shield or when we see cap in infinity war and he's got like those those like forearm uh bracers and he's yeah. like really dexterous with them and and can do a lot i mean to, to be honest those are are cooler and they kind of like retract and mm-hmm. and they're like, so they're like they're definitely cooler but it's not the traditional cap shield so i mean I want to see Cap with his, you know, traditional shield throwing it like a frisbee, knocking people in the yeah. face. You know, <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> mean, one, one thing he can't do with know? that is like, what does he do when he like tosses it in the air and then throws the hammer at it and then like the hammer yeah. hits it and hits it into Thanos? That's yeah. You can't do any of that cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's de- I, it's definitely the the forearm braces. I think are more practical, but yeah, the big round shield yeah. is way cooler. <laughs> way more visual i want to know what what kind of metal bounces like that (laughs) (laughs) yeah physics 
they play yeah. pretty fast and loose with physics yeah. in the show. That would be my only like slight. You, you got to really, you know, but like, and they had pads, like, 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 uh, they have like lawn furniture pads taped around the trees, mm-hmm. like that, like that shield's made of vibranium, and it wouldn't rip that. Like, I don't know how I Sam mean, catches it. I don't. I just yeah, don't know how he catches it. That's my main point. He's not even a super soldier. Yeah, I want to see a like, frame by frame of it, like spinning, and he like gets his arm lined up right in yeah. the grips of it or something, and it just like latches. I like. I I can't imagine a spinning metal disc that sh- has sharp edges. Uh, yeah. You just snatch it out of the air, <laughs> and that just like casually just like. <laughs> I like, like oh yeah <laughs> I was even looking to see if uh if Bucky was catching it with his vibranium arm instead of his regular arm because <laughs> Yeah, like it didn't use did he use his vibranium arm? I didn't even notice. No, they both <laughs> were throwing it and catching it with their left hand mostly, which um which I which only would be his vibranium. Yeah, I, oh which that's Bucky that's right. That is correct. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason I noticed it is because of that line. That line was great. <laughs> Well, I don't really think of it at first. I'm, I'm right-handed. <laughs> I thought that was great. That's brilliant. <laughs> it's the simple things. Um, one other quick thing. Torres says uh, to he t- he basically inform- informs Sam he's trying to locate Kari as well, but like she's really really good at hiding. Um, mm-hmm. And he says this line, which uh, really made it really got me. Sometimes there's nothing to do until there's something to do. Um, which yeah. is a very, <laughs> a very like military philosophy. Uh, we often <laughs> refer to it as hurry up and wait. Um, yeah, well, you do a lot of sitting around for some then intense action later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, I think the next scene is we, is when we're seeing Walker at like his tribunal getting stripped of his titles. Yep. There is a brief, uh, there is a little, oh no, 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 sorry. Yeah. We go right into that. My bad. Yep. Do you have any more on on Torres before we get there? Um, No, no. You pretty pretty much wrapped that all up. Leaves him with the wing. She's well hidden. Do you trust Torres? I I know I've asked you this a couple of times. Do I trust? Yes, I do. Okay. Have you killed the Avengers yet? I I think I said that back then, too. Say that again? Think I Have have you killed the Avengers yet? (laughs) I tried, but Captain America gave me a hell of a fucking run for my money. Ryan, those weren't your orders, though. Your orders were not to try to kill the Avengers. They were to kill I the Avengers. I think you're missing... You might be missing one of the keywords because I'm just not feeling triggered. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll try... We'll, 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 we'll attempt the brainwashing again, maybe next episode. All right, cool, cool. All right, Thank well, you. I'm, I'm disappointed we'll that the we'll Avengers are still alive, but we'll see what we can do. We have <laughs> another episode. We'll see. <laughs> so, yeah, then we go into the uh, Walker getting fired. <laughs> and they're like... <laughs> And they're like, dude, we're stripping you of all your privileges in name of Captain America. Mm-hmm. We're going to take your rank, your benefits in retirement. So basically, that sucks. I, 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 I mean, I sympathize with him slightly on that. Blows. But he did murder somebody in front of everybody. So the fact that they let him be free was kind of like a nice little, you were a decorated military person. Yeah. You fucked up big time. You're lucky you were that important to start with. We'll give you a break and we'll let you go. But yeah, yeah, you no longer have those accolades. I I so, can I can definitely understand like the pain that that must feel like to be like you did you did this whole entire career and at the end of it 
you're yeah. just being told like all everything that you worked for, all of the the pet your pension, your benefits, all of that. Yeah. Um, you don't get that anymore. But considering he could have spent the rest of his life in jail, like yeah, or on the raft exactly. or something that's- like that, he should be grateful that that's all they took away from him. Honestly, yeah, considering what yeah, he did. No, Absolutely. And I thought it was kind of balls of him to be a dick like after that and then be like, he just like turns around and walks out on him. Like yeah. I'm Captain America. <laughs> you know, he, he said, I'm going to do things, this on my own. He said some things to them that they deserved to hear. Like when he was like, you made me, um, yeah. you made me into this. You, I was following your orders. I did everything you told me to do. I thought all of that totally valid, totally fair. You still killed yeah. somebody, but like yeah definitely these people need to hear that but then like when he got all petulant and like i am catching a mirror yeah i was like well no that's (laughs) what he does relax (laughs) he does that every time he has a redeeming quality then he fucks it up with some asshole thing that he does like oh yeah okay he's a prick but i do like in this show how they really make the villains you know like carly too like relatable and you do actually it's like they're at they're they're doing this wrong they're fucked up but they have a reason why they're doing it and i can i can relate to it and understand that but i i don't appreciate the way they're going about it and i like i do like that 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 you do not flat out hate the villains Mm -hmm. they they do have somewhat of a a redeeming quality and i guess in some way but um i mean yes they're still pricked um, but, you know, I just like, I like, I, I like that. They just make it more of a humanized, relatable experience. Yeah. I think in the entire MCU, the most like basic villain that we've seen, the most mustache twirling, I'm just evil because evil <laughs> yes. fun villain that we've seen is uh red, red skull. Cause I, like, yeah. cause he's a Nazi. Yeah, so like, <laughs> there's no, I don't, I don't care about your backstory. If you're a Nazi, you're a Nazi. That's all I need to know exactly. about you. <laughs> All you have to say is Nazi, evil. I don't like there is no you can't redeem a Nazi. Right. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't it, happen. And, but in fact, he is a little more complex than that because now he is this whole entire other thing on Vormir right. and like that's really interesting and the whole red yes. skull thing is his backstory. So so even that like he's not a he's not a simplistic villain. He's just yeah. at this point not even a villain. He's just a entity that has like one eternal task for the rest of time. Um, yeah, which is a, and just I mean, an interesting I always, factor. I was always kind of curious, like how often is he like going out there to greet people for the for this for the stone? I'm imagining <laughs> it's one of those things, like in a like in a fantasy like novel <laughs> or something like that, where it's like anytime somebody approaches it, that's like that is his station in the universe now. Like he is yeah. tethered to that point, that that planet, that spot, and anytime somebody comes to for the soul stone he's got to like do his whole thing and like his yeah. whole i just want to know how often does that come about like right. oh look somebody here for oh it's been 20 minutes since the last one i mean does he sit there for <laughs> i mean the, does he the, sit there for like a hundred years like playing fucking solitaire the <laughs> scene the s- <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah who knows what the uh with the trivial concerns now, of you asked me what a side story I'd like to see made into a series. That's it. What does Red Skull do while he's waiting for another Soulstone recipient? Oh man! But um, but now that well, here's the thing: after the Soulstone is taken off of Vormir, does he does he just 
does, is he released from his obligation? Yeah. Did because the, the scene I would pay Marvel a lot of money to see is when Cap goes back to return all the stones and when he goes to Vormir and like that yes. conversation between him and Red Skull. I want to. Yeah. I really want to see that. And then is Red Red Skull even still there because the Soul Stone's gone, or is he like <laughs> he had a note on his door like Red Skull gone, Soul Stone <laughs> finally taken? <laughs> yeah, I quit. <laughs> <A little> tin. <laughs> My job isn't relevant anymore. I quit. In Miami. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh. <laughs> um, well, after Walker uh, walks out of his tribunal, we're introduced to uh, one of my favorite actresses, one of my favorite just comedians in this world, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Ryan, when I tell you that I don't read news about shows, I don't watch trailers, I try my best to go into things as fresh as possible, this is the reason why. I had no clue she was going to show up on, well, this, on this TV show. I'm going to tell you something. I read everything, watch every trailer, watch all of the discussions, and I still had absolutely no clue. No one ever mentioned that this was going to be, this was really well hidden. That's amazing. I, mean, I I had no idea. I, I wouldn't even have put this in a guess. I'm of even who I'm, gonna be on her show. I'm looking at the IMDB page for the episode and she's not listed on the first page. Oh, she is now. Now she is. Maybe it's yeah, they added it. Yeah. I think. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other day when I was looking it up, um, she was not on the first page of actors for the episode, which mm-hmm. I thought was like that's that is reach that tells you how powerful yeah. marvel is and how good they are at containing their their story yeah. elements and their secrets and stuff so yeah that's awesome i go to man. wikipedia wikipedia too which i know is fan edited which in the same way i kind of feels kind of speaks for this but there was no no mention of her on the cast until then i went back on after the episode and was added on there so clearly they really did a good job of hiding this. Yeah. What do you think and, of her? Um, um, she's but, Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Yeah. And to be honest, I have absolutely no idea who that is in the comics. I've mm-hmm. never heard of her. I've heard of most of these people, at least heard of the characters. You know, I know familiar enough, but I've never heard of this character. So, but I thought, I think it's cool. And I, I like, I like that Marvel is starting to bring up more minor characters into this, which is awesome. You know, the, and just like she's, an, I've looked, I looked her up. She's what, like an agent, an agent of Shield, and then she's also. Oh, you don't even, you don't know either. Oh, I have okay. no idea. Right. I was yeah. actually, I was going to say like that. It's when she shows up and she has that name. I'm like, oh, this is obviously some character from the comic books that I just don't, <laughs> yes. I'm not familiar with. Like she just has that presence. She just has that. Yep. that yeah. Yeah, um, and also like we have a Baron. Now we have a Contessa. It's starting to become like yeah. GI Joe almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I like. I mean, clearly she's a villain, right? Do you get that yeah. vibe? Oh, okay. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like she just comes out immediately, like just pandering to Jaws, like. I you know, just telling him everything he wants to hear, kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, you did the right thing, you know, and just just the way she went about it was really funny too. <laughs> the oh, wife's like bickering, the pitchy hands. She hands her the blank car. <laughs> I thought that was great. That's a move. <laughs> that is a move. <laughs> it really is. It was awesome. Reminded yeah. me of Men in Black. <laughs> Yo. 
Yep. <laughs> the card. Awesome. I was I was hoping cool. it would be some kind of thing where it's like like uh like he turns it a certain way and it's like like it magically reveals a message or there's like invisible <laughs> yeah. ink and he has to put it under a UV light or something. I thought, something. It, I, I thought it was cool. It was almost like you know, she wanted him to wait, like make sure you wait for my call. It was almost like, no, nah, I'll call you. <laughs> is that what she said? Did did because I because when that when he said when he was like looking at the card, yeah, I was wondering that like did she say she wanted him to call her or is he is she going to call him? It was kind of, the way they the wording was kind of weird, but okay. yes, the way she, the way she she said basically was the second best thing you did was shooting up that serum. The best thing you're going to do is answer my phone call. Answer that was my phone call. Okay, that was basically the wording like how how that was supposed to go. But, okay, okay. Yeah, I was a little confused until like my third time watching it, and I caught on. Okay, <laughs> so that I mean that card that I mean it's it's it looks pretty plain, but that could be a thing where when she calls him. It's like he's got to go to this place. He has to show somebody that card that proves that yeah. you know, he's interact. He knows her because she gave him it, the card. That's um, like the ticket. <laughs> every yeah, yeah, ticket. The ticket is a good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything about the way she was just in charge of the situation, mm-hmm. in the conversation, the whole like, uh, yeah, the, the the second best thing you ever did, aside from <laughs> you know marrying this smoke show of a wife <laughs> yes. that you got here, like just the fla- <laughs> the casual flattery, like all of it was just so. Yeah. Man, these are sweet words, but I know people like you. And <laughs> exactly. Like, can't trust them. She was great at it, though. It was awesome. Yep. She was, like, I really hope that she becomes a larger part of the MCU. She, oh, she that must. Was, that, yeah, got to. I mean, that was, that was awesome, and it's such a great casting. Yeah. Like, cool. So cool. Just, like, uh, MCU does an amazing job of casting. Yep. That's really one of the things they do, and they pick just the coolest people to play sometimes people you just wouldn't think of and they work out to be so good knowing now that they got julia louis dreyfus for this i can imagine somebody in the cat like in the casting room they might have there must have been a conversation where they were like listen like uh, several months ago maybe a year or two ago they were, <laughs> were like the marvel execs for execs were like listen we have Catherine han han's agent on the phone and we have julia louis dreyfus's agent on the phone yes we got both of these people <laughs> Like it's just do what it takes, make it work. It's just the hard choice is like which one for which character because either one of them, I think you could interchange. Like imagine Julia Louis Dreyfus as Agatha on WandaVision. She would nail it. I'm not not to take anything away from Catherine Hahn, but I'm saying like I could see Catherine Hahn walking into this situation and doing exactly the same kind of here's my card, blah blah blah. You're gonna call me, you're gonna answer my call. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think, yeah, she, she could play it because the way she, if you've seen Parks and Rec, the way she plays like mm-hmm. Jennifer Barkley, like Barclay's perfect. That would be, <laughs> that would be, that would nail it. Yep. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you there. And to see him even do a scene together at some point would be cool, but I, that would be hard. How interesting would that be? If Because here's my theory about this woman. I feel like she is forming some sort of like legion of super villains. And I think she is, she wants- Thunderbolts? The Thunderbolts is probably what, yeah. they, they might call it that. They might shy away from that or call it something different. Is that like but, the, it's like DC's version of the Suicide Squad? Kind of? Yeah, very, very similar. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, or, I could see her recruiting yeah. this guy to be like the evil Captain America. Like he's the leader yeah. of this evil group of Avengers. And- Yeah, um, that so, would be cool. And then maybe like, 
Oh, uh, yeah. Who else could you no, see on, on this team? Oh, man. I'd love to see Zemo. Yeah. Really? Wait, really? Zemo? On the bad guy team? Yeah. But okay. then maybe maybe Zemo would be kind of like, like, a, like, you remember Dinobot from Beast Wars? You know? Do I remember Dinobot from Beast <laughs> Ryan, I have a podcast <laughs> that you're currently a guest on called Robots versus Dinosaurs. In a you're dinosaur asking, robot? You're asking, <laughs> I love you. I love you. (laughs) But yes. Yes, I do remember Dinobot. (laughs) We could have the guy who kind of switches sides. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Totally. And that would be cool. But yeah, because I just think Nemo is such a a cool, manipulative character without superpowers. And I think that's key sometimes to have that really cool, regular person. Absolutely. Somebody who like is connected, can get things done, can like, you know, has like resources, like a Tony, he would be their Tony Stark. Zemo would be there. Yeah. All right. So let's build this team. So we got John Walker. We got Zemo as, as cap. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, I have a Hulk because in the incredible, in the Ed Norton, incredible Hulk, Tim Roth plays abomination. abomination. One of of the few MCU villains who survives their movie. And we don't know where abomination is now. Um, he yeah, hasn't so come that, up ever, uh, and he's still out there somewhere. So they've got how much do you want to make a bet he comes up in the new She Hulk? I would be thrilled. I that would be love awesome. Tim Roth. I actually, I really like that Incredible Hulk movie a lot. Uh, and I, I, yeah, I would, I would, it very much. I would be thrilled if they brought Abomination back. So that's half the team. Yeah. So they need a Black Widow, a Hawkeye, and a Thor. <laughs> A Thor? Thor is going to be difficult. Where do you find like? What about one of those? Uh, what about one of those glowy guys from uh, Iron Man Three? What is that? That regeneration power they can fucking. Oh, the <laughs> ISO ISO Eight. I think it's called. Yeah, those were cool. Those guys. Um, yeah, but they're kind of lame. Um, Red Skull sucks. He's too busy with the Soul Stone. Um, especially after Cap gave it back. <laughs> yeah. Um shit man i mean it has to be somebody from space like you know somebody that we've seen maybe in like a guardians movie or a thor movie what about that uh what about that dude from captain marvel uh jude law yup there it is (laughs) jude law or jaman hansu who's like another kree on on that on that team yeah Uh, i think he's i think he survived to the end of the movie so basically a kree one of the krees okay that would be cool so we need um, a Nat and we just Clint. Out. Yeah, we need like that. We need like one of those villains who's like a martial artery, martial artisty. Mm-hmm. You know, what about that dude from Black Widow to uh, Andy Circus? <laughs> Who is Andy Circus playing in Black Widow? Uh, not Black Widow. Um, Black Panther. Jeez. Uh, oh, he's dead though. Uh, that's Claw. Ulysses Claw. He he got killed by Killmonger. Oh, okay. He would be a good choice. Oh, Bartok. You need, you need it. Bartok Who? is one of them. Bartok. Bartok oh, okay. is the, yeah, he, Bartok is the guy that we the... see later in this episode that Carly recruits and he gives them like weapons and stuff. He would be their Hawkeye, basically. Yeah. Or he would, would be their be Hawkeye cool. slash slash Natasha. They're they're both kind of the same thing where they're not yeah. exactly the same thing, but where they're both like shield agents. They're really they don't have superpowers, yeah. but they're the good. Hand to hand combat and yeah. Yeah. I would go with that. I like that team. So we need one more, though. We need that's five out of six. All right. So let's go through the movies. What do we got? Captain America. That's Red Skull. 
I don't think any of Iron Man's villains are still alive. I'm pretty sure he killed yeah. Guy Pierce. Oh, Justin Hammer, but he's not like <laughs> he's not going to be a he's not going to be a Black Widow. <laughs> Dance, one, even the sweet dance moves and all he's still he's still no Scarlett can we just Johansson. say fuck it and put danny devito in there there it is yep there it is okay <laughs> there we go all right, cool. <laughs> and not not as a marvel character as danny devito so this this uh sinister right. six team this this thunderbolts team consists of john walker evil cap uh the the tech connected rich guy baron zemo uh it has the space demigod Cree warrior yeah. whose name i forget but it's jude law um <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it has good. abomination it's got bartok the leaper and it's got danny devito formidable team yeah perfect in a backpack strapped to the back of <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, all right awesome so, well i do i really hope we see something like that um, I don't, I, 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 I doubt we'll see the Contessa next episode, but I feel like she's going to pop up at some point. You don't think she'll be in the finale at all, huh? I don't you think that I, was more of just a cameo, like to introduce. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you, you like everybody in the audience knows who this actress is. Like yeah. everybody, whether you watched Seinfeld or Veep, you know who this actress is. So they're not just going to introduce her to do nothing. Um, but yeah. also oh, it's, sure. it seems too early for us to see like her whole plan to come, come to fruition. So I think they're just planting a seed here and they're, they're literally yeah. like, not literally, they're telling Marvel fans and everybody watching the show, pay attention. Like this is going to, you, y'all, y'all love tracking this stuff. So track this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I agree with you. I'm with you on that. So after, uh, we get past the Elaine scene, mm-hmm. <laughs> our girl Elaine, and then uh, <laughs> so then we find we go to a scene with Carly in the GRC. She goes back to her camps and finds the GRC has kind of cleared everybody out. Mm-hmm. So they're going around clearing out all the camps. She gets more pissed, you know. She does, and I still don't understand why, and I don't understand what she wants. <laughs> I and she's just. She's lost me. <laughs> I think I'm losing all sympathy for her. When she now yells, how many of us have to die yeah. before they... Who is us? Like, what group yeah. is she talking yeah. about? Is it the people that were blipped or not blipped? Is it... what? Is, who the is the us in there? Uh, I, get, I assume it's the refugees, the people who okay. are misplaced. Okay, but I mean, she's not very clear about that. But see, that's um, why I'm so confused because I thought the GRC exists to help those that were displaced by the blip, and yes, what she's mad about is the GRC doing that. So I figured yes. she doesn't like people that were blipped and came back. She's like, we gotta protect right. the people that didn't get blipped. But I, I don't know if I'm just wrong about that, and no. I've been wrong about that this whole time. I think she wants to keep the world the way it was. Okay. When during the blip with the people back. Okay. So she wants to keep the open world and open borders and the helpfulness that the world has, you know, because the world has become so helpful with you. You know, everyone kind of is helping each other, but yeah, that's something. Okay. I can get behind that. Which is, you know, cool, which is 
what's going on. But I think at the same time, they find that that is very hard with double the amount of people in the world. Yeah. It's just, it's a mess. There's people everywhere. Nobody knows where to go. There's yeah. places people can't live. Nobody that, so that's the problem. It's, well, it, also, it's just, it's not going to work out right now. <laughs> also just imagine like, like uh, far from home played with this a little bit, but like, imagine you're a family that moves into a home that's been abandoned for four and a half years and yeah. you settle your life there. You, you have your family living there. All of your things are set up. And then one day there's like a loud pop and an entire family that used to live in this home appears in your living room. And like, <laughs> and you're all like, yeah. well, I guess we all live here now because this is when you disappeared, this was your home. So like, right. a decision needs to be made of whether we stay or you stay. Um, yeah. We're, we're it's definitely true. I was hoping to see more of that kind of situation because that's what's really interesting to me about the the blip and the unblip. I agree with you. And I thought this show, this show is doing a pretty good job of, of showing some aspects of it, but I'd love more detail. But yeah. I think they're going to sprinkle that in. Okay. You know, that it's going to be, they'll, each movie will show little bits of the life and the, and the conflict of the things that have happened during the blip. Okay. Opposed to just dedicating a movie to all about that. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're going to find out more stuff as it goes along because it is a it's so there's so many more questions like husbands and wives who are married before and come mm -hmm. back. You're remarried. Now you have kids with someone else. Uh, I, it's just there's also like the I, horrifying I mean, just, implications of like, what if you were on a plane? Um, what if you were on a boat? What if you were mid surgery, yeah. either as a doctor or patient uh, and you just blip back into the middle of that situation? Yeah. <laughs> But I feel they covered that. Mm -hmm. They tried to. I mean, they didn't fully explain it, but, you know, uh, you know, he's like, make sure everybody comes back safely. Right. So I'm sure, okay. Hulk, you know, when you're thinking about your wish, you're like, so if they're in a plane, they'll, they'll, they'll be on the ground. Okay. Or, you know, or they won't be in the ocean. If they're above the ocean, they'll blip back somewhere safe. There's the also the complication of self-rotating and you know, wouldn't be on the same exact spot, but whatever. Yeah, right. you're right. You so, would just blip back into the space if we're, because the earth's like billions of miles away five years ago. So. You're right that the fact that it's like wish rules and like he thought yeah. like, I want them back safely. I can, I can wrap my mind around that. That's good enough that, for me. That's what I think, you know, yeah. it, you know clearly it's just, you got to, I want, uh, you know, he's a smart guy. He's a scientist. He knows what he needs to do. Make sure these people <laughs> come back in a safe manner. Yeah. <laughs> and it cost yeah, him that's, his wrist, but back uh, in the Blipping back 30,000 feet in the sky. <laughs> right. Like, thank God I'm back. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What about pregnant women? Like, oh, if you're, does that count? Like, yo. Are they like, blip, woo, <clears throat> and cough up a bunch of dust? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my, my understanding is that wherever, wherever they were, time wasn't moving forward for them. So, right. So, yeah, I, just, I guess <laughs> they would still be the same many months pregnant, but like that's still, that, that is, is still a weird thing to think about. Like, cause if you were, I mean, they kind of do this in Spider-Man where it's like you have these kids that were in class together and now like some of them are five years older. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. It was great with like on a plane. Like, no, he's he was trying to order a drink. Like, no, he blipped. He's not twenty one. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, like how? Like, and then your birth date no longer really is accurate. So, oh. did you have to modify that kind of stuff for your ID? And there's just so many things. Oh man, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I think that. Just, that's crazy. Yeah. Like you have a blip, like a blip birthday and like a blip day. <laughs> you, I'm a blippy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. I get, you know, maybe, maybe they're, maybe they don't explicitly answer all these questions. Cause they're so much fun for us to think about. And they want us to just have that fun. So. There's just too much to go over. So let's that, figure that it out. Too, yeah. <laughs> Oh goodness. All right. Um, so, so, oh boy. So then where do we go next to the, is this the memorials with uh, Zemo? Yeah. So yeah. I just don't understand why Bucky had to do all of the theatrics with the gun and the bullets. Like, yeah. why couldn't he just be like, why couldn't it Dude, just be I'm a like, conversation? <laughs> that was, I think all drama for us. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but did you, but did you nice. think he would actually shoot him in that moment? Like, did you actually no. believe that that was going to happen? I think they built too much of a relationship between the, the three. I mean, them two, but, and the three mm-hmm. to, to do that at this point, mm-hmm. it was, it would have been too abrupt. And I, I think I, I didn't think he was going to kill him. I it think also, giving him up to the Dora Milaje was the right move. It would have undone all of the work that Bucky did with his therapist and, and, you know, trying yes. to make himself better and, you know, following uh, Steve's guidance yeah. from the from the book and and all that like mm-hmm. it would have just un, unraveled all of that in an instant yeah. and, and I just and didn't I think believe big, it was going to happen. I think a big emotional part of why he did that was to show Zemo that I am totally over this the Winter Soldier. Like you're no longer okay. in control of me. I'm no longer this guy. Mm. Boom! Like I can I can I can let this go and have them arrest you and and. You know, I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not going to murder you. Maybe he wanted <laughs> to scare crazy. him because of like what Zemo did with Doctor Nagel, because uh, he just executed yeah. him. Like on, I did, on the spot. I think he he did. He, he, you know, but I think he just wanted to really drive home the point and scare him a little bit too, because mm-hmm. he is a prick, but he's <laughs> a likable prick. <laughs> so you know, I think it, I think it was cool, slightly unnecessary, but. I thought it was pretty ballsy of Zemo to just stand there and look him right in the eyes as he was going to shoot him. But you can yeah. see the like little bit of fear, but Zemo's still cool. And I like that left it open. It left it open from the be in future things, which oh, yeah. I think at this point he's become a real fan favorite. Like, yeah. so, yeah, you know, a lot and, of people want to see him again. <laughs> and well, so IO says he's going to the raft and I can yes. definitely imagine somebody with the name Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine has enough pull and influence that if she wants him out of the raft, she could pull him out of the raft. I, I just, Absolutely. She just yeah. seems like that kind of, kind of person. No, she does. She's, She's their Nick pull. Fury. We didn't mention yeah. that specifically, but she would be the Nick Fury <laughs> of this team, right? Exactly. When you walk into, when you just walk <laughs> down a hall and start talking to people with that charisma, mm-hmm. you're the kind of person who can break somebody out of prison. She's good. Her, yeah. Like, her and Zemo together would be would be cool. Yeah, I think so. Nice. We'll see. We'll see what they do. But we'll see. 
And then we go to the Isaiah scene, yes. which was very, very powerful scene. Mm-hmm. It really was. Um, just the, the whole struggles of this country, accepting a black man as Captain America. Um, and even and worse, uh, just the casual, the, ca- the way he casually mentions how he and the rest of his battalion were, were used as experiments, human experiments. Yep to do this genetic testing and it really like recalls Zemo's thing about, you know, the, when they were saying like he was comparing the the Avengers to the Nazis Mm -hmm. and this wasn't the Avengers that did this to Isaiah, but it was the U S government. So like, yeah. How clean are our hands if we were doing genetic testing on, on, on black people and yeah. Terrible. And just shooting them up with different forms of the serum, sending right? them out on to see if they'd live or, or not. And then and then this guy is the only one who survives. And yeah. so they experiment on him for 30 years. And he went in and didn't he? He like broke out his friends, mm-hmm. you know, his, or he did squad, exactly he or, did exactly what Steve Rogers what did to, right. to go rescue the what are they called? The fighting hell. Things. Yeah, hellfish. They're not the. It's not the yeah. Simpsons. What are they actually called? <laughs> I don't remember, but I know, I know what you're talking about. And they, um, he goes in and breaks them all out. With, yeah. and then and then he like shows the up and he's like, "I am thing. ready to accept my punishment for court martial or whatever." It's like, dude, nobody's punishing you for rescuing the lives of all of your men, but because he's <laughs> exactly. white, like, yep. that's kind of the message here. It's like Steve Rogers was Absolutely. able to, to have a completely different heroic outcome of the exact same scenario mm-hmm. and it's it's oh it's heartbreaking it's absolutely yeah, heartbreaking. It is. it's terrible and then luckily that the one of the nurses you know felt for him mm-hmm. faked his paperwork kind of faked his death so he could go on and live a life of somewhat peace at least um but yeah it's, it's it is a very powerful scene it's it's really sad <laughs> there um it was, it was, yeah there's one there's one thing that happened in the scene that I uh that really like struck me visually that got me thinking about abomination um and got me thinking about like him being the hulk on Contessa's team uh, uh by the way howling commandos is the name of caps caps man for anybody oh, screaming at, screaming at your speakers right now and and saying that we're idiots the howling commandos not the, the fighting howling fish. um <laughs> kind of like the fighting <laughs> that's what that uh, grandpa abe and his and his friends um <laughs> back in uh oh they were the flying hellfish <laughs> sorry um but anyway uh, Isaiah's talking to Sam about, about this history and about like these missions and everything. He lifts up his shirt and he shows this scar that he has. Yeah. What did that scar look like to you? Uh, I don't know. I couldn't make it out. Okay. Honestly, it, it okay. was quick and they showed it very briefly. And I did, I honestly question, I was going to ask you what you thought because I really couldn't make out what that was. It looked like a hand. Like it looked like, like something with a claw or a hand, like, almost like I like took a chunk out of him. Um, I, I kind of, I, re- I rewound it and like paused on the image and uh, I'll try to post a screenshot on the website, but it really looked like I could imagine one of the other super soldiers might've had a reaction like Neil Blomsky, or is that his name? Um, the, the abomination, abomination guy, the guy that became abomination yeah. and like yes. turned into some kind of clawed right. fanged creature. And like, 
and, and like rip and they fought them. yeah and like ripped a chunk out of his rib cage or something uh that's totally that's good. like when i when i saw that scar my imagination just filled in this whole backstory of like man yeah. one of these other super soldiers must have had it had a really bad reaction oh that's a really cool thought i like that that's like totally reasonable because that's a pretty much exactly what abomination was right yeah like a messed up version of the super serum or something yeah uh it's emil emil blonsky and he started out as just like a mercenary and he volunteered uh to have thunderbolt ross give him this the the super serum but i think it was like an imperfect version of it or something like that it yeah. wasn't it wasn't fully tested something something was wrong with the serum itself and he had a negative that crazy negative reaction to it but the difference between him and hulk is that when he is transformed it's still emil blonsky like it's not abomination is not like a separate mental entity yeah it's still like jekyll and hyde you know (laughs) yeah yeah Um, yeah like he doesn't have any he's like riding along as a passenger the hulk you know but yeah he has his own consciousness is what you're saying he can he knows what he's doing. He doesn't yep. turn back and be like, Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, he's like, yeah, I just tore that man apart. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so anyway, I, I don't know. I, I would love if the, if Marvel wants to expand on this character more, cause it's yeah. really, really fascinating character. Another great story would be his backstory and that whole, mm-hmm. what he did with the experiments and the going into the battle with his squadron. And that would be another cool uh, series. Yep. Yeah. Um, cool. So what do you they, think? What do you think of the line? And I, I'll, I can edit this out if this gets a little too touchy, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I wonder, like, what do you think of the line when he says to Sam, when Isaiah says to Sam, no self-respecting black man would be Captain America? I can totally understand that statement. I mean, when you have a country that's really not fought for your specific rights all along and then they want you to represent it which you don't feel even really represents you Mm -hmm. it can be and and that's how isaiah feels especially because the the shit they did to him Uh (laughs) so how how would he ever be able to carry that mantle with any uh how do i word dignity yeah right because he knows inside it's just they've he's been fucked by what this symbol represents there that's a good way to put it he's been fucked yeah what this symbol represents and that's really that's yeah so um now in general i don't necessarily think that that's true what he said but in this in this in this circumstance certainly it applies and to a lot of black people in this country yeah but what what I appreciate though is Sam is definitely affected by hearing that he understands exactly what Isaiah is saying. Yes. But I like that later we uh, we see that he's clearly talked this out with Sarah, and Sarah kind of has an opinion on it, and she says like, you know, are you gonna are you gonna let Isaiah's words or what Isaiah said to you like yeah. fuel your decision, or are you gonna make your own yeah. decision? Um, yeah. And I like yeah. that she's able to. I think she obviously is able to identify with what Isaiah is saying, but also as somebody from a different generation who's like focused on trying to make progress for her people, uh, I could see her saying to, to Sam, like, yeah, no, that is, that is a point, but like also 
you have an opportunity and it's up to you. Like yeah. nobody can tell you you're a cap. You have to decide that. I don't know if she really yeah. said that in those exact words, but that was what I took yeah. away from it. That's yeah. No, that's what, that's perfectly what I took out of it too. Um, yeah. I mean, she, I think, uh, you know, like you said, there's been a, not like you said, but there's been a lot of progress. So the, mm. the fighting for what's right for, even though things have a long way to go, we're not at the same point with what happened to Isaiah. Yeah. So I think there's a reason for somebody who's got somebody who's got the, the morals like Steve and a, uh, God, how do you say this? Uh, he now is a good time for a black man to take that mantle and and try to run with it and progress because I think now is a time where it could happen. Back then, no. And and Isaiah's right; it was terrible. But I think we've come just far enough where it's time he can step in and and fight the fight. And and it, there's a better shot. It, if he's, you know, what's, if he just turns it down and gives it up to another white, blonde haired, blue hide guy, what's that going to do? That, that's not going to help the progress in any way. So it, someone's got to step in and have the balls to do it. That this, this, that's, this is, this is America, you know? Mm, that's a really, really good point. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I, it's, so, it's, I, I think in the first episode we were, we were talking about the bank scene and I think I said something yeah. like, hey, Ryan, I think this show is not going to be about race inequality, but it is going to address race inequality. Four episodes later, I'm like, OK, so I'm I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that Marvel has given us a show about race inequality because it's really yeah. poignant. It is. It's really good because they, it's, they, they're nailing it to mm -hmm. take like a fictitious story and how and a superhero thing and apply it to the world now it's it's and they're really nailing it and it's a great job and i, I think the message is awesome it's I, really good i also want to say this and this this might come out weirdly but like i think that people that are marvel fans that are that are like uh their favorite avenger is cap or maybe sam or maybe winter soldier they're, I think that's the kind of person that is like really into, you know, the tactical gear, like Call of Duty, mm -hmm. Army stuff, um, yeah. which is cool. That's great. But there is a subsect of those people that are obviously a problem. Uh, if, you, if you're questioning <laughs> me saying that, maybe read a headline from January 6th of this year. But yep. like, I think Marvel is acknowledging those people are a big part of our fan base. They're going to be watching this show this is a great opportunity for us to make them feel a little bit uncomfortable maybe and make them make them question certain things and yep. show them visual images that they might not want to accept like mm -hmm. a black man holding Captain America's shield. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And I think, I just think it's bold of them and I think it's necessary. And I think it's, I want to say like, I don't, I don't think Marvel is solving racism in America, but I do think this is a good way to use their platform. Yeah, no, absolutely. Of course, they're not solving anything, but they're opening people's eyes and maybe giving somebody a way to see it and and connect with it and yeah. understand it a little better. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
All right. Well, Ryan, we have solved racism. So let's talk about the rest of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like two white guys talking about racism. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) So then, so, you know, know, he exits and he calls Sarah and says he's coming back to Louisiana. Yeah. And so old Sammy boy heads back and back um, to fix the boat we get a lot of a lot of boat fixing montages and i love them a lot of a lot of boat fixing montages and buddy montages coming up in the last half here i love it mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like so, oof, some shot just some shots of like sam and bucky and like bucky hitting on sarah and like, <laughs> so, i love that literally all he says to her is, hi sarah but like uh-huh God, the way it's delivered is just perfect. I and her it. reaction to it, it's so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. They both clearly have a little bit of a a fixation on each other. Yeah, I can see that. I, um, I, I ship that. Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, he returns back because, you know, the whole fight thing and the government takes kind of takes him off the mission for now. Or, um, and then we get the uh, beautiful montages of Sam fixing the boat. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, not, uh, yeah, Sam, uh, he's, yeah, okay, yeah, he says he's going to fix the boat. And then we get, he starts calling around for all the favors. Yeah, love that was really nice. The, the, I love the part where the big engine piece comes in on the pallet. And they're like, how are we going to get this off the truck? And then Bucky rolls in. It's like, ah! <laughs> he lifts it right off. <laughs> I thought that was great. This is this this scene is a perfect example of, in my opinion, the difference between Marvel and DC, where Marvel heroes, we we see them, you know, punching people and like doing these big, huge, amazing things to save the world or to save the day. But sometimes the thing they have to do to save the day is go through their mom's phone book and call a bunch of their neighbors and ask them for a favor. Like, right. The more mundane, regular stuff. Yep. Uh, yeah absolutely i think that's it makes it more real life and And, i uh, I love that we got to hear some of those phone calls because that's that is that's who sam is right there like that when he's on the phone with those people and he's like hey i'm you know uh lauren's Mm -hmm. youngest boy or whatever i forgot his mom's name i'm sorry about that but like yeah "Yeah, i'm her youngest boy and you remember me Mm -hmm. from around around the way well blah 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 can i ask you a huge favor and like you hear the reactions of all these people to him and it was Mm -hmm. it was really just delightful i loved that whole bit it was really cool. It just inches closer to showing you how Sam really is. He's cut out to be Cap. Yeah. He really is. He's got, you know, he's a good yeah. guy. The way he handles situations, the way he, he thinks about something, critical thinking. He's not, he doesn't act, you know, he doesn't act without thinking like, like yep. the new Cap. You know, it's just, uh, he's the man. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely the right person for the job. But, you know, so then. Bucky hangs around, helps him out a little bit, does that funny scene with the, with the, 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 you know, the nut starts leaking on the air hose there <laughs> where he, you know, use, uses his regular hand. Why didn't you use your robot arm? <laughs> oh, well, I don't always think about it. I'm actually right-handed. <laughs> it's like just more like little stuff like that is really, is really cool. It humanizes the superheroes. Yep. And I, I love and when, when they're trying to fix, I guess the water pump or something. And Sarah's like, uh, I told you not to. And he's like, yeah, well, I thought I'd try. And she's like, I don't come up to the sky telling you how to barrel roll or whatever. <laughs> exactly. It's awesome. A little banter. 
Um, so then, <laughs> then we get the part where, uh, uh, where Sam and Bucky's, you know, are, are kind of frisbeeing the shield around yep. and <laughs> just tossing it like it's nothing. And it's like, bung, bung, ding. and like, what is going on with the physics of this thing? Can we talk about that <laughs> for a second? Yeah. <laughs> because this shield literally bounce, it like bounces. Mm-hmm. Is vibranium a bouncy metal? I don't know. Secondly, these pads on the trees, this shield is, is made of the strongest metal in the world. Those pads <laughs> be ripping off. It's <laughs> just... <laughs> How does it not just slice through? Yeah. Yeah. How does They've Sarah not just have like 10 less cool. trees in her backyard now? It's so crazy. And just the fact that you have to like catch this thing whipping at you and he's not mm. even a super soldier. I mean, that thing will clean clock your fucking teeth right out of your mouth. It would slice you your whole arm off. Spin. Yeah, exactly. Slice your fingers off. I, yeah, it's... <laughs> We had a whole show about a a woman creating a fake reality where everybody thought they were in a sitcom. And this is the most thing, this is the thing that's the hardest for me to believe. This is what we're worried about. The shield's too bouncy. (laughs) Um, To be fair, it's not breaking any precedent. We've seen Cap do some crazy physics stuff with bouncing the shield off of of things. And I just always... You know, I think just seeing Cap do it always just attributed me to, oh, he's Cap and he's awesome and he just throws his shield. Mm-hmm. But now to see just everyone throwing it around like a Frisbee, da-dung, da-dung, I mean. <laughs> I kind of wanted to know how much time was passing because you can learn That's to another maybe thing throw I, and catch yes. a, field, a, a shield in maybe an afternoon or two. You might be able to learn to do like somersaults and flips and stuff like he does Yes. In 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 I don't know how long that takes, but like to combine all of those skills, it seemed like he was training for a while, but I had no idea of how much time it passed. I got the it felt to me the way it was montaging was like it was like months. Yeah, he's flipping to learn getting better at the shield, better, better, better. Like that's not something you do in like from like one to five PM on a Saturday. Right. I mean this is and like your body needs time to recover. Like you gotta if you're working out, you gotta take a rest day or something. Like he's (laughs) I don't know. He's not a super soldier. So he's a regular person. He's he's you know he's gotta be careful. He's gonna pull a hammy. So um yeah so all that fun. Yeah. And then, by the way, I thought the funniest part was doing those, you know, flips and, and kicks and stuff scenes. And it's clearly the stunt double. And it literally reminded me of that scene from I'm Gonna Get You, Sucka. <laughs> I know exactly where, where, where they show they cut to the stunt man and he has like a full beard and mustache. <laughs> it's clearly a dude with a mustache. <laughs> I gotta put that in the spoilers list. The whole fight scene, <laughs> and then it cuts back to the end, and it's the woman again. <laughs> that's one of my favorite scenes in movies ever. Oh, like, goodness. I love that. <laughs> I'm gonna so, get you, sucker. Yeah. First thing I thought when I saw that scene. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that uh, I have a lot. I don't know if you listen to the episodes, but I have a lot of fun doing like the spoiler list at the at the top of it. 
Um, yeah, I, th- I, I just, love that part. I'm gonna have a lot of fun <laughs> saying, "And I'm gonna get you, sucker." <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm so glad I'm that glad you pulled that for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is good stuff. Ah, oh, jeez. Oh. Um, right. One right. moment that uh, <laughs> had me on the edge of my seat was when was when uh, Sam and Bucky were like when they were kind of wrapping it up, and he was uh, he was saying like, "Yeah, I'm gonna maybe maybe we'll follow up on Carly. We'll see what happens next. You can call me if you need me, whatever." Um, and they're like, "Well, right. you know, what are we?" And he's like, oh, "We're just just a couple <laughs> of guys with a mutual friend, I guess." Yeah. Uh, and then they're I like, "Yeah, like, well, but that mutual friend's gone." he's like, I guess we're just a couple of guys. And I'm sitting there like, who should kiss? <laughs> that was great. Uh, that was a cool scene. I loved it. Yeah. I think they really do love each other. I think so. Know? I think so. Really I, I don't think buddies, it's romantic you know? love, but like in my fanfic, no, it, it certainly yeah, is. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's a friendship love. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it is awesome how they're bonding and the, uh, um, I really hope they become besties. Yeah. 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 There's that, there's definitely that, like that layer of they're both trying to be like a tough guy or being like, yeah. you know, we can't just be emotional with each other and be friends and like declare exactly. our love for each other. But like in what they're saying, that's what they're saying to each other. It's <laughs> yes. just coded. I bet at the end, they're going to have a nice, nice hug. Like, Hey man, bro. Good show. You know? oh, at the end of my fanfic, they're going to make out, and it's, uh, <laughs> it's so. that's going to be a what if episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, oh, so, one other thing I want to mention is um, when they when they do like kind of end a mon- one of the montages or it might have been might be like the all of the montage was Sam doing this like slow mo walk with the shield. And it's just yeah. this moment of like, this is Captain America. We're seeing Captain yeah. America right here. Absolutely. Like he's, he's getting ready. He's going to take on the battle in the last, in the last episode. And he's going to be cap and ready to go. Can't yeah. wait. Um, hey, what? And then we get into the scene where the, uh, what's, uh, what's his name? Ballsack? <laughs> Ball- <laughs> So I've been calling him Bartok, Bartok the Leaper. It's I, I think it's actually Batrock. I think I think I just oh, okay. like mixed up. I think I dyslexically looked at the okay. name, but it's Batrock. Uh, in in the comics, he's referred to as Batrock the Leaper. Um, we've right. seen him. We've seen him at least once before in Captain America: The Winter Soldier. And he was in the first episode of this. That's right. Yeah. 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 He he was the one who hijacked the plane and to to get that like what army soldier army who was there they were kidnapping someone which brings me to the fact that sharon called and and had this guy bring weapons to the flag smashers that call she calls him right sharon Mm -hmm. that's who she's calling and she has him you know do him a favor for double the money and then he rolls in and gives that box of weapons to the flag smashers so What the fuck's going on with Sharon? So Sharon is the power broker, as I said last episode. <laughs> and this is this is evidence. What, what more do you need, Ryan? It's either Sharon or, you know, or Val. 
Contessa Valentina, Allegra de Fontaine? She said, only, yeah, it's got to be one of them. Or maybe they'll just give like one of those little hints at the end. We're not going to find out who it is. Okay. You know, and like they'll, they'll hint to it and then we'll find out later. I hope mm-hmm. not, though. I don't want that. I want some payoff. I need to know who this is. Yeah, so I I just I just looked this up to get the like the details of their origin of this guy, like like when we first saw him, and it was that Nick Fury tricked him by hi- hired him. Uh, Nick Fury hired him to lead the hijacking of the ship that Cap finds him on, which is called the Lemurian Star. Um, mm-hmm. But he did that as a cover to uh, so they could gain um, classified info about something called Project Insight which like you'll have to check out our future episode of the, the, our full review of the winter soldier for all of that. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, Sharon knows this is a bad dude. Sharon is Sharon knows that cap specifically has tangled with this dude and arrested him in the past. Mm-hmm. She's the power broker, Ryan. It's, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> <cut and dry. laughs> I, uh, I just, I just have this feeling like she, she isn't the power broker. She's, she's work. She's like up. She's a high ranking, maybe working for or with him. Why though? What, what's, what's her I, angle? I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't feel, I don't feel it. I'm not feeling it. Huh. I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling her. As, I feel like it's almost a little too obvious. Like okay. I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. You could be right. But I just have this inkling. It's like, it's not her. I don't know why I'm fighting against it. I just am like, well, she has pull and power, I think, mm -hmm. but I don't think she's the full power broker. All right. I said that last time too. Yeah. We still don't know. We'll get there, but I'm sticking to my guns and I, maybe she will. There's a solid chance she will be and you'll be right. But, I just want to be the guy who goes against the grain here. <laughs> <laughs> so who is it if not her? If not her or... I, I honestly think it could be Val. Okay. Elaine. Okay. Julia, you know? Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Yeah, she, it totally could be her. She seems like... She, she just seems like she's got that that villainous thing going for her. I could see it. All right. Yeah. So I'm going go with that. All right. Well, we'll, go we'll, go. well, yeah. Well, so next we'll cool find out next week. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You know, we'll we'll take bets. <laughs> um. Uh. So, uh, where do we go here after that? The uh, so can, yeah. So the Algerian guy with the weapons, um, and the flag smashers are basically getting set up for this, whatever the big finale is going to be. But they're going to go in and do something, blow up. I don't know exactly what they're going to do at this point, but they're going to go in and try to take out the GRC before they make the vote on the patch. Mm-hmm. The patch initiative, I think is what they call it. I wrote it down here somewhere. The patch act. Yeah. They're going to, um, yeah. it's going to move 20 yeah. million refugees back to their countries. Yes. And of course we all know that that is totally what she's against. Mm-hmm. No borders, nobody getting sent home anywhere. Um, and then we get a like, nice little Is she against in. people being sent home who want to be sent home? Like, I, what is her position? <laughs> what is her? Yeah, I, I, I know. It's it's a little wild. Because some of these people I, probably would be grateful like, that the GRC yeah, exists because like, they're like, oh, yeah, I did, five years has passed. For me, yeah. it was a second 
for me, I didn't even notice I was gone. Wow. <laughs> totally. Like, and Which you have an organization in place that's going to help me get back to the fucking home that an entire other family is living in right now. Thank you. Like, I yeah. don't understand. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I've and that's maybe why she, you know, why she's a little overboard. Like she's not seeing the reality of it. She just sees her, mm. her mission. She's going, going for it and without thinking about the other people and which, yeah, yeah. that's why she's, that's why she's a bad guy. Yeah. So. There it is. <laughs> um, and then, so we go into the GRC meeting and I want to know how they switched all those light bulbs. How did they get them to be red? Well, you see, there's a special hack uh-huh. when you're hacking into a government building or, or anything like this, where you can literally change the color of the filaments in the light bulbs. It's incredible, really. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, Ryan, like, look at my screen real quick. <gasps> Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Holy Whoa. shit! But I just did that on purpose because I have the Hue Phillips, uh, the Phillips Hue lights. <laughs> Uh, Phillips Hue, if you want to sponsor Robots vs. Dinosaurs, you can hit me up. Um, <laughs> but like, did they, are those, I, okay, I could see maybe because it's a government building, maybe they have like a rig for red uh, yeah. uh, scenario. They, they, it's because red is evil. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like it how was, you think about things like that. That's great. <laughs> Either way, it was it was cool just like seeing that seeing all the lights go oh, off awesome. and like these people are like, "Oh man, we're not in charge. <laughs> Somebody's holding us hostage now." It was a good visual. But realistically, yeah, regular light bulbs don't just turn red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and then that dude, the leader guy, I don't even, I don't know specifically what he is. We met him before. The guy pops up on the screen. He's like, fuck it. You know, we're not even going to vote. <laughs> I think that we have, he, uh, Brian, have you seen the show Mr. Robot? Uh, the USA show. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, I think you told me to watch that with uh, the, the guy who played uh, Freddie Mercury. Yes. Malik, yes, yes, uh, yes. I, man, I have to fact check this, but I, that actor that was like the leader of this GRC or like whatever convention meeting. Um, his voice really reminded me of an actor from, from Mr. Robot, but, but I'm not sure. I, can, I, I don't know the character's name, so I don't know how to find him. Yeah. Huh. Uh, well, yeah. we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. And, um, and then, I mean, that's pretty much where it ends. No. I think so. Yeah. That's what, that's the end of my notes. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, we're right on the verge of the attack from uh, the flag smashers, which will probably start right up in the next episode. Yeah. Uh, it'll be another pickup right where we left off kind of episode, which is, I love those. And John Walker Um, is clearly coming after Carly. Like, I think that's going to be the big confrontation is him trying to kill her and Sam and Bucky trying to stop him from killing her. Yes. And then, of course, we see him making the in the mid credit scene here. We see him uh, making a new shield. This guy. So he is so like obsessed with being Captain America. Like he just has to like be Captain America and prove himself. It's like crazy. Yep. And what is he? So there's 
he's making a new shield. Clearly, he, he can't have vibranium. Or did or did Val give him some? No. Oh, 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 maybe Val gave him some. Val, yeah, I could, I would believe that if Val has somehow acquired it, I, I don't know. It but. didn't, but yeah, but even if she, even if he has the vibranium, like they, they make a big deal in the MCU about like it's, it's not like you could just be an amateur yeah. blacksmith and work with this metal. It's a very a complex metal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's bending it with a hammer, and yeah, clearly you can throw it against a tree and it'll bounce. So, <laughs> how can you bend I, it with a hammer? I don't think his new shield is vibranium. I doubt it. No, I don't think so either. Um, I'm that's a good to question. If it's going to be a regular shield, there's going to be something to it. But it was cool. I put his medals on it and stuff, and just, yeah, I can't wait to see what like just what he's making himself. This rogue like rogue captain america hero or something yeah and in the comics they always call this guy u.s agent i think that's yeah his i did look that up that's probably where it's going maybe he'll become u.s agent and working under val okay that would be it's a weird name like it's a weird especially given the circumstances because he's not a U.S. agent. He's specifically not a U.S. agent anymore. Not a US, yeah, that's actually not what he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, crazy. Yeah, maybe yeah. they'll do something different. Like, like they always modify stuff in the MCU, so I could see him changing yeah. it up slightly. Or yeah, like I think like this Batrock guy. Nobody's called him Batrock the Leaper, but like, right. like comic fans yeah. just know, like, oh, that's Batrock the Leaper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, well, yeah. You want to move on to your questions? I think so. Ryan, this is a <laughs> section of the podcast that we are going to call Lose Big Threes, Lose Big Three, Lose Big Three. Oof. Oof. Uh, still working on uh, an intro for that. But first, <laughs> Big Three question. I've Lose already big. asked this. Um, what gave Isaiah that scar? If it wasn't an yeah. abomination type creature, uh, what else? What else might it have been? You may have already well, I, answered. I was kind of the first thing I thought in my head was that it was something to do with pe- people prodding and probing and probing him because of experience. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it was also a very the scar didn't look like something of that nature. That's why I was a little questioning. I was kind of like, what? But I get. I think it has something to do with prodding, prodding, pro prodding and probing yeah. and that type of thing. It's cutting open and experimenting. And that's what I got out of it. But okay. I have to say that I absolutely love your, your interpretation way better. Okay. It's totally way cooler. Like that he's some mishap and like some mutated, like super soldier. Yeah. You know, he's like stuck in a cell with it and you have to like fight it. <laughs> that yeah. Or awesome. like maybe they were out on mission together and it like transformed yeah. mid mission and went, yeah. went haywire because its mind was just like, you know, mm-hmm. animalistic or something. And, and, yeah. um, yeah, I could see something like that. Uh, yeah. Cool. cool. Listeners, if you want to hear more of my thoughts on that, just rewind the episode because I talked a lot about it at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> second question. Already asked this one too, <laughs> but who is the power broker? I'm telling you, man, it's it's Val. Val. Val is the power broker. Val. Val. All right. I'm glad you gave that answer because that leads us directly to lose big third. Lose third big. Lose third big three question. 
Yeah. Loose third, big three question. What Seinfeld character should appear next on the Falcon and the Winter, Winter Soldier? I think that it should be Jerry himself observing mm-hmm. the situations and making his ridiculous commentary about it. <laughs> What's the deal with these super soldiers? What is the deal with this shield bouncing off the trees? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Just kind of like me when I watch these shows sometimes, just picking out the absurdities, but Seinfeld doing it in a funny Seinfeld way. He's angry, he's calm, he's angry, he's calm. What is with this super soldier serum? (laughs) 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 Yes, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Um, That's awesome. I doubt we'll see Kramer just because Michael Richards is kind of... I don't yeah, think you want to bring a, a notorious racist onto a show about race <laughs> inequality. <laughs> um, but could be, uh, could definitely be George Costanza. Um, it could be. Or Newman. It could uh, be Newman. Just yeah. popping in for some ridiculous uh, comment. But I'm telling you, there's something about Jerry observing and making stand-up jokes about it that gets me. I want to see Wayne Knight show up in the MCU. <laughs> as a villain called the postman. <laughs> what is he doing? Delivering mail? <laughs> yeah, cuz that's cuz that's what he is on Seinfeld. He's like an angry angry post delivery man. Yeah, but like very good about his job. He's very serious about his job, but like yeah. <laughs> I want him to show up with dinosaur embryos and then hatch them. Uh, yes. So Whole barbasol can. Dinosaurs in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh goodness God. excellent ryan that was lose big three and that is all the questions i have for uh the cool. falcon and the winter soldier episode 105 truth next week we'll be back with our coverage of the finale of the falcon and yeah. the winter soldier i'm excited i know you're excited listeners yeah. I, I assume you're excited otherwise i don't know why you're still listening but <laughs> what the hell are you doing here <laughs> <laughs> um, but i'm glad that you are still listening and <laughs> Uh, you can write in to robosvdinos at gmail.com if you want to uh, add any commentary or if you have questions about anything or if you want to correct any of the the wild theories that we've been positing. Um, listeners, especially write in if you can explain to me what Kari wants, Car- what Carly Morgenthau wants. What is her goal? That would be like a very specific good reason of why she's doing this. Yep. Because, you know, what the hell? Uh, don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes and every other, uh, and all the podcast apps, not on iTunes. How Jesus Christ. Don't forget to, (laughs) (laughs) don't forget to leave us a rating on, uh, whatever podcast app you are listening to this on. And it really helps if you write a review. So rate review and subscribe, tell your friends to subscribe robots versus dinosaurs. Ryan close us out. I would just like to thank you so much for listening to this. It was amazing. I cannot wait to be back next week for the finale, the big conclusion. It's going to be amazing. We'll see you there. Tune in next week. Sweet, baby. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, it's, it's Val. Val. Val is the power broker, Val. Val. Hot Goss with Trash Comedy is the podcast where we trade sweet, sweet facts like they're dirty little pieces of gossip. 
We're a New York-based comedy team, and we're joined each week with a funny, delightful friend. After each person shares their facts, we rate those facts from, oh my god, that's not hot, that's as cold as the coldest ice you've ever seen, to, oh my god, that's so spicy, my mouth is gone. So if that made sense to you, then please join us on Mondays, wherever you get your podcasts.